0: friends. Welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. My name is Chris and I am your host and I'm so pleased that you're going to spend a bit of time with me today on this podcast. If you're new to Making Disciples, warm, warm, welcome to you. Love you to subscribe. Uh, Love you to leave a comment. Love you to say hi. Uh, It's really nice to kind of get to know some of you guys. If you've been around a little while, hey, thank you for still being here. Thank you for still listening. Thank you for keeping keeping on going on this discipleship journey. These last few weeks, we've been exploring a number of talks that I gave a few years ago called What If We Knew What God Knows About Us. And they're all based uh, really from a book that I ended up writing off the talk. So, you know, the talks aren't based on the book. The book was based on the talks. And uh, recently I've dug out these talks and went, do you know what? Actually, they'd make great podcast episodes So if you enjoy this episode today, and you enjoy the content, and you go back and listen to the other episodes as well, if you haven't already, What If We Knew What God Knows About Us, I'd love to say check out the book. I'm actually really, really proud of that book, and I think I've written a whole bunch of different books, but that book, What If We Knew What God Knows About Us, felt like it was a real moment of God, Uh, dare I say a moment of anointing, I'm not quite sure I'd want to go that far, but it really felt like God was wanting to say something to us in that book, and it really felt like the Lord was giving me something to write about. Uh, Sometimes you write about something because you're passionate, sometimes you write about it because you feel like God's saying something to you, and that's exactly what that book was about. And in today's episode, we're going to be exploring this topic, what if we knew what God knows about us, we are more powerful than we realise. So it's all about power, being powerful. Uh, we are more powerful than we realise. That's what we're going to be exploring in today's episode. Thank you for joining me. What I would love to say is do let people know that you listen to this podcast. Share it. Let people know. You know, you might want to put on Facebook. Hey, just listen to this episode. I thought it was really good. You might enjoy it as well. That kind of thing. So feel free to join in by sharing uh, this podcast with others. We're going to jump in now with this episode entitled, What If We Knew What God Knows About Us? We are more powerful than we can imagine. Well, here we go. Friends, let's be honest right off the bat, we all struggle with the idea of being powerful. We struggle with the idea of being powerful. Our circumstances can make us feel powerless. Rent, having to pay rent, being in debt, stuck in a queue that's just not moving at any speed, having to wait for your passport to come back. These are all things that make us feel powerless. I'm out of power here. I can't do anything about this. I'm in somebody else's hands right now. Our health, our health can make us feel powerless. Aging can make us feel powerless. No matter how much hard work you put into something, time is just going to continue, life is going to continue, and actually you are far less powerful than you think. The world is in control. That ends up making us feel powerless our circumstances make us feel powerless as a human being you can feel powerless there's nothing you can do about war there's nothing you can do about corrupt politics there's nothing you can do about the cost of living you end up feeling powerless i want to speak into this powerlessness today if you look at the end of the Gospels, the disciples felt powerless after Jesus' death. Jesus had died, and in their powerlessness, they end up fearful and hiding for their lives. The disciples felt powerless. There was nothing they could do. They felt like they were being hunted down. Even when Jesus rose from the dead, there was moments where they're acting out of their powerlessness, not knowing what to do with themselves. Friends, we can be powerless to our sin. You can feel like our sin in our lives is control over our lives. Powerless uh, to being sinned against by somebody else. We feel like we're powerless to, to against the, the actions of somebody else. Powerless and you're stuck in a traffic jam. You're powerless. There's nothing you can do. You've just got to sit back and you've just got to wait. You can feel powerless, trapped in a job that you don't want to be in. Trapped in a marriage Uh, that is abusive. You can feel powerless when you go to court. You can feel powerless in the supermarket queue. So there's all these things that end up making us feel powerless. Feel like we haven't got any power. There's nothing you can do about this situation. Now, I wanna remind you that in your humanness, yes, you may feel powerless, but your power does not start with you. Your power starts with him, Jesus Christ. So I want to share with you, there's two F words that can end up making us feel powerless. Two F words. Two F words that can define your life, okay? Failure and fear. Failure and fear. These two F F-words can make you feel powerless. So let's talk about failure for a moment. Your past failures can mean you end up feeling powerless for the future because you just feel like, I've been here before. I know I can't do this. I know I've fallen short. I know I'm not able. I know I'm not capable. Our past failures can leave us paralyzed. On top of our past failures, we also have fear, fear of the future. We can live powerless, trapped by our fear, fear of what might become, fear of what could happen, fear of our health, fear of the debt that we're in. These two F words can end up leaving us feeling powerless, failure for the past and fear for the future. I was chatting to somebody on my estate recently. I was talking about what the pandemic had done to them. And they just said, I'm just so fearful that we're going to go back there again. I'm so fearful we're going to go back there again. And this is somebody who um, now, you know, still very fearful about going out, very fearful and, and wears a mask everywhere they go. And I'm, I'm not saying that we shouldn't wear masks. I'm just saying that, Everywhere they go, they're wearing a mask because there's this fear inside of them. Fear of the past is trapping them. And just this sense of, I don't know what's going to come. We didn't know this pandemic was going to come, and it did come. It was horrible. And what happens if it comes again? And they even said to me, But what about monkey flu or whatever it's called? You know, it's going to happen again. We're going to be locked up again. So fear and failure are two things that can end up feeling, leaving us feeling powerless. Now friends, because of Jesus, because of Jesus' death and his resurrection, they are there are two new F words for us. So on top of our fear and failure, there are two new F words that should be the ones that in Jesus now dictate our future forgiveness and faithfulness when we look back on our past and we see failure the new f word that Jesus gives us in the resurrection is the word forgiveness our past is now forgiven which means we don't look on our past as failure we look at our our past as forgiven and therefore we don't have this sense of failure in the past we have this sense of forgiveness for our past And then the second thing is we look forward to our future with fear, but because of Jesus, we now look forward to our future with faithfulness. Jesus promises us that he will remain steadfast and faithful to us whatever happens in the future. Jesus will not let us down. So where our failure and our fear means that we now feel powerless, because of Jesus's forgiveness and faithfulness we are now powerful in Jesus our future and our past is redefined by his forgiveness and his faithfulness you as a follower follower of Jesus don't be defined by your failure of the past and your fear of the future be defined by Jesus's forgiveness for the past and faithfulness for the future, and in that, you will find his power. Friends, this is about his capabilities, and it's about his love, not about you. What is it that God knows about us? Heaven's perspective on your life says to you about you. You are more powerful than you could ever imagine, because God is more powerful than you could ever imagine. Just remember Acts chapter 1 for the moment. The disciples are talking to Jesus and they are wanting to know from Jesus how Jesus was going to restore Israel. That's all that they're interested in. How, Jesus, are you going to do this? How are you going to restore Israel to be who we originally were powerful? How are you going to do that? And the disciples, friends, had a very narrow view on how that should happen. They thought Israel was going to be made powerful again, powerful through the sword, through military work, through crippling the Roman Empire. So the disciples want to know from Jesus, Jesus, how are you going to restore Israel? But Jesus, in Acts chapter 1, was offering something much bigger than the restoration of Israel. Jesus was offering the restoration and the empowering of all things so the humans were looking at the future through a narrow view a earthly view how are we going to restore Israel but Jesus has a heavenly perspective a much bigger perspective a restorative perspective about the restoration and the empowering of all things so Jesus says to the disciples I am going to fill you with power to fulfill the Father's plan. I'm going, to fulfill, I'm going to fill you with power to fulfill the Father's plan. Let's just talk about power for a moment. So in life, as a human, we promote power through a number of different routes. You, you may have some more examples to give me than, than these five. But we promote power through a title. Um, He's a doctor. Uh, He's a lord. He's a duke. I don't know. Different titles. Sir. Lord. Titles make people feel powerful. Bishop. A title gives people power or a sense of power. So I have a title. My title is reverend. And that title, for some people, is a title that promotes you with a power because you now have a title so titles promote power the brands that we wear or the clothing that we we wear or the the brands that we buy they promote power so if you buy a car uh, that is uh, a mercedes for example or a bmw certain vehicles jaguar these vehicles Because of the brand, they make you feel more powerful because you are driving a brand that has status. So power can come in the brands that you wear or the brands that you buy. You see this in in school when kids go into school and they want to wear the trainers with the brand because that will give them power, gives them credibility. No kid wants to go into school wearing trainers that have got no branding on them uh, because it gives them no power or no status, okay? So there are some things that promote power in life, titles or brands or clothing. The kind of clothing that you wear promotes power. Uh, Status in terms of your workplace, if you are a manager or a managing director, that kind of status gives you power. Another way of power is being vocal, so being the loudest person in the room makes you powerful because you can dictate things. Your, the, the, the noise that you make with your mouth, the power that you Uh, create by your argumentative nature makes you powerful. So, you know, when you were at school, there was a child, it was always the most talkative, the most noisy, dictated how the conversation went in the classroom because of how loud they were. And you have this in your workplace. If there's a whole bunch of you sat around a, a desk in a meeting, the one with the most power is the one that is the most vocal, very often the most vocal. But friends these things aren't real power they're they're a fake power that actually they don't last as you age um you, the clothing that you wear has to change because those brands don't have power anymore or, or they don't have the kind of power that you want so these things aren't as powerful as they claim to be but friends it's the spirit of god that makes us powerful And in Acts chapter 1, Jesus turns to his disciples and says, uh, The Spirit of the Lord will fall upon you uh, with power from on high, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. So when we receive the Spirit, we receive power. Now, the word power in Scripture uh, is the word dunamis, D-U-N-A-M-I-S. It's where we get the word dynamite from. So Jesus says, When you are filled with my Spirit you will receive power from on high, dynamite from on high. When you receive the Spirit of God, it's the Spirit from from God that will make you powerful. Um, God's power is like a dynamite inside of us. The power is like a rocket inside of us. It's miraculous, it's supernatural, it's surprising because it's a power that goes beyond any earthly understanding friends you are more powerful than you can ever imagine because you're filled with the spirit of god if you've said yes to jesus heaven's perspective now on your life is radically different because heaven sees your life in light of the power that god is now putting inside of you when you've said yes to jesus you are no longer powerless you're powerful because you're filled with god's presence this power that is manifest it's not in us it's not just for supernatural moments but this power that God is putting inside of us this dynamite it is for the most natural moments of our lives the most normal moments of our lives God is putting a power inside of us not that you would uh, only use it in supernatural circles or supernatural times, but you would use it in the most natural and normal times. The spirit that God is putting inside of you is to be used in the supermarket queue, is to be used in the workplace, It's to be used as you serve and care for others, as you speak up for injustice. The work of the spirit inside of us is what makes us powerful i had this experience just this last month one of the things we do a lot now as part of our church is just go knocking on the doors of our neighborhood knocking a door and just see who opens and and ask the question how can i get to have a conversation with jesus with this person on the other side of the door it is not as scary as you first think it is and as i was knocking on this particular door i said to the lord lord is there something like a key that's going to help me unlock a conversation with whoever lives on the other side of this door and I just heard the Lord say, um, it's the name of the little boy or the name of the child in the in the, in the home. The door opens and there's a Muslim guy who answers the door. We have a conversation with him. And we're chatting away. And then his wife comes home and sees us chatting with her husband. And as she gets to the door, she, we introduce ourselves to her. And her and her husband said, do you want to come in? So, me and a friend, we end up going into this Muslim family's home. We sat in the home, we're chatting away, and they've got a little boy. He can't be more than a year and a half, two years old. So, I turned to them, and I just said, what's your little boy's name? And they said, Daniel. I was like, no way. Did you know the name Daniel is in the Bible? And they, they kind of knew a bit about the story of Daniel, but didn't really know much about Daniel. They can't talk to talked about him being a bit of a prophet. I said, well, actually, there's an amazing story about Daniel and his friends, and uh, how they stood up against um, the kind of culture of the day. And Daniel's friends end up being thrown into a fire by the king to destroy them because they wouldn't pledge allegiance to the king. And as they throw them into the fire, uh, we're told that in the fire appeared a fourth individual and that's, that's Jesus Jesus appeared in the fire with Mishat, Shadrach and Abednego uh, and he defended them and he protected them in the fire and then eventually they let them out the fire because they look in the fire and they see this fourth individual and, and they see God's doing something so they let them out and they're, they're not scorched they don't even smell the fire uh, we're told in the story so you know i said i believe that that person in the fire was jesus do you believe in jesus do you believe that jesus um wants to meet you in those difficult moments in your life so the spirit of god when i said give me a key to unlock a conversation with these guys the spirit spoke and said the name of the boy or the name of the son or the name of the child I then asked the name of the child and it gave me a route in to talking about Jesus. God wants to speak to us to unlock things in other people. It's been experienced in me that God has put his power in me to unlock things for others in their hearts and minds that then reveal Jesus to them. So God is putting his power inside of you and I. We are far more powerful than we can ever imagine power to pray for the sick power to speak into people's lives god is making us more powerful than we could ever imagine now you might say to me okay chris but because you don't know me you don't know what in my life you don't know what's happened to me you don't know where i've been you don't know what i've seen you don't know how i've been let down in the past you don't know how i've tried in the past and it's all fallen short you don't know me chris and my answer to that would be simply this. Friend, you are still living as if you are in control. When you say, you don't know me, you don't know my life, you don't know what I've been through, then I want to respond back to, back to you. But you are still living as if you are in control. Friend, we don't look at our past because Jesus doesn't. He looks at heaven's future in our life Jesus sees what he's going to do in the future he doesn't look at your past because he's forgiven your past and he's made a promise of faithfulness to your future this podcast this week is just a little bit shorter than usual because I don't want to string it out any more than that but I want to say to you you are far more powerful than you could ever imagine the spirit that God wants to put inside of you makes you more powerful than you could ever imagine don't continue to live out your life as if you are in control. Because, friend, you are in control of nothing. You are going to get older, okay? You are going to become frail. You are eventually, at some point, going to die. You can try to control your life. You can try to control where things will go. But you are out of control. You are in control of anything, okay? It's Life's going to continue. Don't live out as if you are in control. Recognize that he is the one who's in control and he is faithful to you. He's wanting to fill you with his dynamite, his spirit, that, that you may live out his powerful nature in your everyday. What is it that God knows about us? He knows that we are far more powerful than we can ever imagine because he is powerful. Allow your future to be defined by him and his power not defined by your past failure or your fear for the future be defined by his faithfulness and be defined by what he's putting inside of you friends i'm going to leave it there i don't want to complicate that much more than what i've just said i pray that that sinks deep inside of you that you may come to realize how powerful you are And that you would not live out your life as if you are actually in control because that is nothing but foolish. Friends, until next time, grace and peace. Have a blessed week. and I can't wait to be with you again next week. Grace and peace.